Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown coming in, checking with you from snowy New York. <laughs> we got snowed in and there is tons and tons and tons of snow outside. Just want to talk a little bit about the weather, give you a quick update, a few things that I did this weekend, and I am going to jump right into this healthcare thing. <laughs> That's the best I can call it is a uh is a healthcare thing. Um I'm not too happy with it, but I'll get into that in a second. I will say a big shout-out to Rob Cornegie and his wife, Michelle, absolutely darling, darling, um, a darling couple in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. On Saturday, I was in Bed-Stuy, and we, had, um, we hosted a, a shopping tour in Bed-Stuy called Shop Bed Shop. I'm sorry, it was called Buy in Bed Stye, because I'm thinking I was shopping, <laughs> the verb. Um, it was called Buy in Bed Stye, and we had such a good time. It didn't even matter that it was starting to snow. I got out there early in the morning. We had Dunkin' Donuts. We had some coffee. We were all staying warm. And then we all uh, hopped on a van, Rob Cornegie's van, when he was running for um, office in, in Bed Stye, and we literally went to different shops in Bed-Stuy, which was so cool because I have to tell you, I honestly probably would have never gone into Bed-Stuy even looking for some of the things that I found and purchased. There was this beautiful antique store. Um, I can't think of the name, but I'm going to put it up on my blog. Um, I should have had that stuff ready, but I was too busy on this whole healthcare um, reform the whole healthcare debacle, but anyway, um, there was an antique store. We went. There was this wonderful lady who makes um, handmade dresses and hats and clothes for little kids, like thirty-five bucks. One outfit was thirty-five. One was forty-two. So um, I let my friend know she's going to go have her daughter have a dress made for her daughter. Um, art gallery, amazing, amazing photographs. Um, little eateries. I bought some soap, like handmade soap soap, um, some cosmetics, just a bunch of fun stores. So um, we did get a little snowed out. So towards the end of the tour, I actually had to break out a little bit early um, so I can go pick up my children who are visiting my grandmother. But we did have a great time on Saturday. So to everybody that um, came on out with us for By Bed Stye, Rob Cornegie, his wife, um, and everybody that was on the bus, big shout-out. And I'll get the video up this afternoon. We just had a good time. So I wanted to get that out of the way. We have a big week on tap this week. I'll be playing some Christmas music. You know my favorite song. I played it last year at this time is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. So if you hear that song every day this week, so what? <laughs> you got to bear with me because I absolutely love that song. Uh, but i I got to switch gears real quick. I rolled over at about mm, 2 o'clock in the morning, check my BlackBerry, and it said CNN breaking news. And I'm like, what in the world could happen? And it was 1.32 in the morning, and it said that we had just passed the first round of this health care bill um, that would afford 30 million-plus Americans health coverage. All right, sounds good, right? Right. Um, I I urge everyone to look at what this bill does and what this bill says because there's a lot in between the lines and I tried to get as much information and I will be talking about it because you know I, I'm I'm concerned with how this affects women 
Um, I, I definitely have to read and learn if it has affected the Stupak Amendment, which really deals with um, women having the right to terminate a pregnancy if they so choose. Uh, I really want to know how this affects women's health and wellness, and I definitely will be putting out a video about it within the next 48 to 72 hours just to, to, to further add on the fact that I'm really um, serious about women's health and wellness and how these reforms are going to affect them. Let me share with you um, one thing. When you read and start to understand, and just Google it in, in your own time, because we're only a 15-minute podcast, but when in your own time, I think before we even start to digest this, we need to understand that there is a huge distinction between health care reform and this health care bill. Reform is indicative of more of an overhaul, the reformation. Think of that from a religious standpoint, things that happen in our country the Reformation, meaning something is totally changing versus a bill, versus something that is going to um, that's going to be made into law. Think of, I, I'm sure many of you remember Schoolhouse Rock. Remember, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. We have to look at how bills are passed and made into laws in this country. And if you understand that, and I'm sure all of my listeners are very, very smart, you will look into it and see that there is a huge distinction between what we are calling health care reform and what health care reform really, really is. Right now, as of Friday, well, let me not say right now, as of Friday, Joe Lieberman was holding out and saying that he needed certain measures taken, taken, uh, taken into account, that he was not for a public option. Um, former DNC chair, Dr. Howard Dean, who is up in Maine, a uh, major Democratic player, former presidential candidate, has spoken um, aggressively against the bill, says it needs to be totally dis dismembered and, and, and reworked because it's not right. And when you really look, whether you feel that there's a need for a public option or not, I do think there has to be some other measures implemented so that it is not a complete windfall for the insurance companies because there is a direct correlation between this bill passing or its impending passing and the, the, the value of the stock of major insurance companies. I watched this morning on Morning Joe, and, Morning, and, and Joe Scarborough, who is a noted Republican, no, conservative, I should say, he calls himself conservative, um, one of his sticking points was that uh, – People, citizens, should be able to purchase health care across state lines. And at this point, we are unable to do so, which is another variable that should be factored in to this whole reform bill. But let me get back to Joe Lieberman. Michael Moore and other liberals are literally threatening to boycott the businesses that have supported Lieberman. I believe, this is size thoughts, that he has really just said, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to posture and gain leverage for myself because he as a Demo – and I also think that the Democratic leadership should censure him and sit his butt down because they have graciously granted him so many liberties as, as being affiliated with the Democratic Party and to blatantly go against, for no apparent reason, you know, his, his, his offerings – make a complete mockery of, of our democratic system. Um, it's so much so that Michael Moore is 
saying that um, he is galvanizing support in Connecticut to flood his office with phone calls and letters about his behavior, about how this whole thing, about how he handled the situation, and is threatening to boycott businesses that have given support. I read another report, um, and this is something that needs to be factored into our thinking as just average people, because I'll tell you, effective January 1st, our health coverage is doubling. Our health coverage is increasing 100% effective January. So the amount that my husband is paying for us is literally going to double in January for a family of four, one college student, one in high school, mom and a dad. Bizarre, absolutely bizarre. But I read a report this morning, and I really hope this is not the case, and I really hope this is not political posturing, that the Democrats were so hell-bent on passing something based on midterm elections, 2010, that they're willing to pass anything. Right now this bill is moving into the Senate with no public option, meaning there's no competition for the insurance companies, meaning that's less choice for people that actually have to buy in and I'm wondering, really on a personal level, how, why this has been such a challenge for our president, whose popularity was so high. We have a Democratic Senate. We have a Democratic Congress. He has overwhelming support from the American people. Why it has been such a challenge to pass any measure. And so right now I'm hearing, I, I flipped, I watch Fox, CNN, and MSNBC in the morning how the, the the talking points, you know there's a blog talking points memo, TPM memo on Twitter, that everyone's saying in unison, well, 30 million more people will be able to have coverage, but at what expense? But at whose cost? How is this being paid for? And I've looked. You all know that I look and I research and I try to find information. I still don't see how this is going to be paid for. The only thing I was able to find about how this is going to be paid for is through an additional tax on families and couples earning over $250,000 a year. Now, I can say with confidence that I make nowhere near $250,000 a year, but I will say at what point do we – do we have to come up with other alter viable alternatives to pay for this instead of levying a tax? Because you know something? It's not just we all say, especially working people say that, uh, you know, we're going to tax the wealthy. But I look at my family and my friends that are just average working stiffs. Do you know the average salary for an American is like $40,000? So now if you have a, an insurance premium that's maybe – 40 or $50 a paycheck that's now going to double, what economic impact does that have on these families? I think we have to be a little bit more responsible on how we implement it. Couldn't we do, and this is my plea, couldn't we do some type of tiered uh, segue into universal health coverage? Instead of doing an absolute all-inclusive, maybe add X number of people at this point, X number of people, because at the end of the day, all of this stuff has to get paid for. I want to read something to you very quickly um, before I start to run out of time, um, something that's very, very important, and this was taken um, off online. You guys have to Google because there's tons and tons of stuff online, and I encourage you um, to cross-reference. 
So you're not reading from just one site. But um, Harry Reid said, This country, the greatest and richest the world has ever seen, is the only advanced nation on earth where dying for lack of health insurance is even possible. Yeah, well, there's a lot of factors. So he continues on to say, the bill would extend health insurance coverage to 30 million Americans. You see, they say stuff like that to kind of pacify us. Well, you know, 30, more, 30 million more Americans are going to get coverage. Yeah, but you've you got to read between the lines, people. But anyway, he continues on and says, the bill would extend health insurance coverage to 30 million Americans who now lack it and bar insurance companies from practices such as denying coverage because of pre-existing conditions. Most Americans would be required to purchase health insurance for the first time with subsidies provided to those who cannot afford it. Okay, is it just me, or is that not going back to government-backed health plan? If we're buying it and we're being offered subsidies to those who can't afford it based on a mandate, is the government not paying for it anyway? It's what you call it. So let me, let me just share with you one last thing. The Senate Minority Leader, Republican Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, summed up the Republican opposition saying the bill is too expensive and does not fix the problem with the current health care system. You know something? I have to kind of lean to what Republican Mitch McConnell is saying because at the end of the day, we are passing a bill. If you notice the language they keep saying health care bill, this is not health care reform. I'm on it. I promise you guys I'm on it. I'm reading. I'm finding out what's going on how it affects women, how it affects our coverage, and particularly how it affects women who have been diagnosed of cancer. So follow my blog. You can definitely log on to womenscanceralliance.org, uh, and I will be updating um, my blog, Cy Brown, very, very soon, probably this evening and tomorrow with, with my findings. Uh, just, you know, thank you for listening, and stay with me tomorrow. I'm talking about this again. It's your girl, Cy Brown, right here for Life Remix Radio. And always remember, we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12. Peace. <laughs>